Welcome to Broken Tusk Rising, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition actual play in the Galarian campaign setting. We're playing through the quest for the Frozen Flame Adventure Path. I'm Sean, and I'm playing Andreas Witchborn, the Human Magus. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Zancath, the Halfling Fighter. I'm Jeanette, and I'm playing Jonesy, the Human Cleric. This is Josh, and I'm playing Corgo, the Human Barbarian. Last time on Broken Tusk Rising. The heroes were asked by Grandfather Ewa to kill or capture an animal for the upcoming spring celebration, the Night of the Green Moon. Whippa, the head scout, led Andreas, Jonesy, Corgo, Zancath, and the hot-headed hunter Pacano to a grazing moose. Corgo managed to befriend the moose, and they led it back to camp. The next morning, they were asked to complete three more tasks, and the party chose to collect water from the Gornok River first. After an hour's walk, they arrived at the river. Jonesy and Pacano spotted a spear protruding from the mud by the river's edge. But Pacano grabbed it first and dared anyone to challenge him to a wrestling match for the spear. Jonesy, the aging cleric, accepted the challenge. Here's how the wrestling contest works. Your goal is to accumulate four or more wrestling points. <laughs> you do this by succeeding on four skill checks. You could use athletics for all four of them. But you can substitute acrobatics, deception, or intimidation for three of the checks. At least one check must be an athletics check. All right, so you got to do at least one athletics check, but you could use acrobatics on one, deception on one, intimidation on one, or you could just do athletics, 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 athletics the whole way through. You get one wrestling point for a success and two wrestling points for a critical success. A critical failure causes you to lose a wrestling point. <laughs> okay. So you need to get four points. Could I use my religion? It's quite high. No, no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> but I prayed really hard. <laughs> Picano throws the spear and a ceremonial water vessel on the ground and stretches his legs and arms. He rubs his hands together in excitement and says, This is going to be great. I've been waiting to slam you on the ground for a while, old man. Uh, that's exactly what I did with your mother last night. <laughs> Pacano looks shocked by what you've just said, and his face turns red with rage. Pacano! You, Pacano! You! Pacano! I should kill you he, for that! He doesn't know! He doesn't know! Oh, yes, I was there. <laughs> nope, Josie! Josie! <laughs> Josie? No. <laughs> Pacano charges at you. Without any subtlety or guile. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh no. What do you want to do? I will use my acrobatics. So Jonesy will try to, as Pacano rushes, I'm going to try to catch him by the forehead and put my other hand on the back of his head and then try to flip over him using acrobatics. All right, Jonesy, you immediately think to use acrobatics and you flash back to a battle at the World Wound. And you imagine, you remember a bizarre humanoid demon barreling toward you while Andreas was dealing with a flying beast. And you think, what did I do? Make your acrobatics check. Was that a flashback? We got a flashback? We got a flashback. Ooh. Sort of. 21? 21? That is a success. What do you do again? You, you, you sort of flip over him as he, and he runs right by you? Yeah, I try to I stop the rush by putting my hand up to his forehead and then I'll put the other hand on top of his head and try to flip over him. Wow, well, you succeed. You flip over him, he runs 
right by you and just stopped by your hand and is just momentarily stunned. That's my boy, Jonesy, flowing like water. That is one success. What do you want to do for your next attempt? Um, so one of them has to be athletics? That's right. One has to be okay. athletics, but you can use acrobatics, deception, or intimidation. So Jonesy can't use acrobatics again for the whole challenge? You can only use each alternative to athletics once. You've already used a successful acrobatics check. Okay. So you've got deception, intimidation, and athletics. All right. I'll get my worst one over with, which is athletics. I have a plus zero, so I will attempt to trip him. That's athletics, right? Yeah. Sure. Hey. Right. It goes. Oh, no. 11. Oh. 11. Hero point. Yeah. Can I use a hero point? You can use a hero point if you want I'm to. I'm going to use a hero point. Oops, even worse. Oh, poor. <laughs> oh, no. 11 it is. Okay, so I'm afraid that uh, he is onto you. He spins around, and as you try to stick your leg out to trip him, he hops nimbly over it. You have to get only four points, though. So if you get a critical on one of these other two, you can still do this. So you got two more checks. Okay. You said I can use deception? Deception or intimidation. And you can always do another athletics check if you want. Okay. I will do deception. Also isn't great. I only have a plus one. So I'll just try to um, pretend that I'm going to, that he's tripped me, but really I'm still very steady on my feet. All right. 13. He almost falls for it, but he senses that you are slightly more off balance than you think you are. And he grabs you and begins to throw you down. Now you have... One last check to make here. You can't quite get to four points now, even if you get a crit on this one. But maybe you can salvage some dignity. <laughs> I will use intimidation. All right. Got a plus one. Um, he will say, Oh no, uh, that doesn't hurt at all. You're so weak, young Pagano. Uh, for 16. 16. All right. That's a success. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you've got two wrestling points, which is not enough to win. However, you are able to intimidate him enough that he doesn't throw you face down into the mud. He just sort of pins you on the ground and then stands up. So he looks triumphant and he stands up and he says, ha, you were foolish to even try. Is anyone else feeling stupid? Come on, I didn't even break a sweat. Good show, Jonesy, good show. Thank you, sir. Uh, what do you think, Corgo? You're going to take this whippersnapper down a peg, or should I do it? Oh, no, I think you should do it. All right, I'll give it a shot. All right, Bacano, time to show you how we do it back at the world wound. And Andreas, like, cracks his neck and cracks his knuckles and uh, hobbles over on his bung knee over <laughs> to this wrestling area. Bacano laughs. Ha! Is this a joke? Go to bed, old man. Never had anyone call me very funny. All right, well, you get to make four checks. Which one do you want to use first? I'm going to go uh, brawn over brains and just try athletics because I've got a pretty decent athletic score. All right, he looks like he's just waiting for you. So go ahead and make that athletics check. What are you doing? So I, like, slowly, like, come in, uh, in like, classic wrestler stance and, like, like slapping my hands out, trying to, like, deke him or, you know, get a, get a hook on his knee and then we end up like in a grapple where we're both like grabbing each other's arms and like or, uh, wrists and like trying to like throw the other one off balance. And that is a 25. Oh, nice. That is a critical success. Ooh. You charge toward him 
and he is totally not expecting you to be as strong or as nimble as you are. And you have a flash of memory, and you see Pecano replaced by a hulking, ape-like demon that you faced 20 years ago. And just like then, that demon underestimated you. And you slam him down on the ground. You have two wrestling points. What are you going to do next? Uh, At this point, Andreas uh, drops down an elbow like on top of his body, grabs his right arm, and begins to twist it back into a hold. Is that another athletics check? Oh, that is, and that's a 24. Oh, that is almost a crit success, but it's definitely a success. And you slam your elbow down on him, and you can hear the wind go out of him. Kill him, sir, kill him. (laughs) (laughs) This is for Jonesy. And then I will will, uh, uh, go for the the final pin, trying to pretzel uh, his arm and leg, like, together. Okay. Uh, Another athletics check. And that is just a 20. Wow. So that is another success. You have four wrestling points. You win. Yeah. You twist his arm behind him, and he is—he just can't move. He is helpless before you. And uh, he struggles for a moment and then realizes that he is beaten. Say, uncle. Oh, shut up. I, you win. Oh, call me Uncle Andreas. Come on. His face <laughs> is just twisted in anger and surprise. He just goes limp and waits for you to let him go. I let him go. Andreas stands up, and you hear this, like, and a crack (laughs) from his back. In your face, Bacano. He shakes himself off and says, that was a trick. You tricked me. You're not honorable, but lucky for you, I'm an honorable man. And he walks over to the spear, pulls it from the earth, and hands it to you, Andreas. Well, thank you, Bacano. This is a fine weapon. I appreciate the, uh... The exercise. You are a fearsome warrior in your own right. You're not. I just have a few years on you. You will get there. He says, it's probably trash anyway. If someone left it here, I don't even want it. And he goes and picks up a water vessel and walks to the water. Can I take a look at the spear? Yeah. You want to take a look at the spear? I sure do. Yeah. So this spear is well-crafted from fire-treated ashwood, and it's tipped with a serrated steel broadhead. Mm. And... There is a tattered deer hide banner tangled around the shaft. So it's got, sorry, uh, the spear ha- it has a serrated head mm-hmm. and a deer hide banner. What's the banner? Uh, is there like symbols on it or? Yeah, so you unravel the banner. And the first thing that you notice before you even see the, the emblem on it is that there is a severed human hand tangled in the strap, the leather strap that's tying the banner in place. And as you untangle this strap to see the banner, shattered wrist bones tumble from the base of this appendage like pebbles from an open sack. Oh my, is it fleshy or is it skeletal? It has a bit of flesh still on it. Interesting. Uh, there seems to be a human hand in this banner wrapped up. Uh, look at this thing. It's not seen uh, something this disturbing in quite some time. Yeah, let's, let me see. I know a little bit about uh, the anatomy and the, the body. Can I roll a medicine? Sure, roll a medicine check. 25. Oh. Well, you can't determine the cause of death from a hand, but you can tell that this hand has been here for a few days, and it's also somewhat waterlogged. It's It's been underwater for a, a while at some point. It's a human hand? It is a human hand. Well, it appears to be a bit of a human hand, and 
most likely it was in the water with the spear, so uh, that's, that's about all I can tell. So you've unraveled the banner. It's an emblem that you've never seen before. A black silhouette of a mammoth against a backdrop of red flames. And as you're staring at this emblem that you haven't seen before, you realize that Picano is there now with his ceremonial vessel full of water. And he's staring at the banner and he says, it's, it's beautiful. We, we could learn a lot from whoever did this. And you also notice his most unusual feature, his differently colored eyes as they gleam red and yellow in the morning sun. Well, whatever. And he drops the ceremonial vessel down, grabs another one and goes to fill it. When he gets to the water, he says, hey, there's a, there's some ash or something in the water. I don't know if it matters. But anyway, I'm done here. I got two vessels. You can fill the third and carry it back. I'm going back to camp. And he begins walking off. Hold on now, Picano. Let's talk about this. You found a strange spear with a hand in it. Gogo or Zankath, you've been out here for a while. Do you recognize this emblem? Do I recognize that emblem? Make a society skill check. Gorgo, you can do this too. It's a weird game show. That's a five. I do not. You got an eight. No, I've, ne- I- I've never seen this before. Yeah, so no, neither of you recognize it. Uh, it's not something I'm familiar with, but I haven't spent much time away from the following, so uh, that's not surprising. And uh, Akano was pointing out some ash in the water. Can we take a look at that? Yeah, so you walk up to the water, and you see floating along the surface of the water are bits of charcoal ash, and the water is dark and murky, as though there were a large fire upstream, or something happened to pollute the water upstream. I don't want to alarm anyone, but we found a hand in the water, and now there's ash. Is this really something we would like to be drinking for this party? Back at the world wound, the demons would occasionally try to trick the warriors and soldiers into cannibalism in order to pervert them and change their beings. I wouldn't want to accidentally consume uh, another sentient creature. We should investigate. I think that would be logical. Jonesy, make a religion check. You got it. 18. Uh, You're pretty sure that no one's going to be drinking this water for the ceremony. Oh. But nonetheless, dirty water is not ideal for a religious ceremony. On the other hand, there doesn't seem to be anything to do about it except find the cause or hope that there's cleaner water upstream. There is a saying that they they say that dirty water is not ideal. (laughs) Perhaps it's best to investigate what is happening here and check a little bit further upriver. So what do you want to do then? Sounds like we're heading upriver. How dirty does it look once it's in the vessel? It's not as bad once it's in the vessel, but it is not as clear as it ought to be. Yeah, this is fine. I don't see any (laughs) need for us to go up there. If you had it in a dark container of some kind, it wouldn't be noticeable. Ooh, are these made of glass? What are these made? They're they're woven. They're, they're woven, they're and woven containers and, with yeah. leather bladders inside. Okay. Makano, I don't think we should trust this water. Let's go a little further upstream where there's not cremation ash just floating around everywhere. Uh, you get more water if you want to. I'm leaving. I've done my part. Well, you leave your vessels here, young man. We're a team, Makano. We'll have to stick together. He rolls his eyes and he leaves one vessel on the ground and takes one with him. Oh, come on. You afraid? Pfft. Afraid of water? No. And he walks off. 
unless you're going to physically restrain him. What do you guys think? This kid's starting to get on my nerves. Because I'm pretty sure I hate him. <laughs> he's he's out of earshot, right? Yeah. Jonesy, uh, might I uh, suggest avoiding uh, the mother jokes with him? He has had a rather tragic life. Are you saying he doesn't have a mother? I'm saying that his mother passed shortly after he was born. It is a sensitive subject for him. Good thing I met her so many years ago then, isn't it? <laughs> he winks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understood. I understood. Thank you, Zanka, for the warning. I will apologize to the boy. You hike upstream with the river on your right. It remains ashen, with some of the ash washing up and darkening the riverbanks. After walking for about ten minutes, you come across a small stony island in the river, across from an old dead stump. As you pass by, you hear a voice call out from the river. Why, why have you come? Says the gurgling voice. The ashy water splashes to and fro, partially pulling itself from the river's gentle current. Are you here to help me? I'm so polluted, and I feel so weak. Can I? Is the river talking to me? Is the river talking to us? <laughs> yes. Did anybody get the water in their mouths? <laughs> I think we might be hallucinating. Maybe there's an odor. The odor is uh, causing the hallucinations. Is there an anthropomorphized mouth in the waves or something that I can go up to? <laughs> no, but when this voice is speaking, the, the water does sort of splash around near the river's edge. Oh. Um, Andreas will, uh, will step up to the water's edge and uh, peer out to see what this, this vo- where this voice is coming from. All right, I'm moving you up to the water's edge. We are we are here, in fact, to investigate this river is polluted downstream. Who are you, and what what's going on here? The water moves again, some moving against the flow of the river, some splashing up in the air. Oh, mortals, please help me. I am the spirit of the river, and I have been poisoned by this ash. Several days away, far up river, a camp with many humanoids has lit great fires. You can see them in the darkest time of each night, burning brightly. Hmm. Can I make some sort of check to see if I've heard of this river spirit before? Uh, make a society or a religion check. Religion for a 12. Or I guess you could also make a nature check. Religion for a 12? Yep. No, you've you've never heard of this nature spirit, this river spirit. Do you have a name, River? I am the spirit of the river. That's okay. Very descriptive. <laughs> uh, my name is Andreas Witchborn. You say this camp is the source of the ash. Yes. But it's several days upstream. Yes, but... You can help me. There are things you can do to purify the river. I'd love to help you. What can I do? Do you need me to, like, get a net or something? No. Please, we must purify the water. On the other side of the river is mud behind the dead tree. Glowing in this mud is a special mystical flower 
Can you see it? Well, my eyes aren't what they used to be. One of you must retrieve this flower. Um, he like turns around. He's like, um, and you guys know anything about flowers? N- n- no, not particularly, but I-, I can walk across the river or swim. I'm afraid I can't. You see, I'm carrying two backpacks. Or <laughs> 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 go with an 11 nature on flowers. You want to try and see this flower? Sure. All right. Well, you think from this distance, it's pretty far, but you think you can see a flower in that mud behind that tree. I guess I see something. I don't know. This whole situation is really weird. Uh, what what do we need to do with the flower, spirit of the river? Once you get the flower, you must walk up and down the river as you hold it, and it will slowly purify the water. Okay, I think that sounds like it's worth a try. Seems easy enough. Go ahead, Zankath. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll go to the other side and get the flower. Okay, so you walk across the river. The river's not very deep here. It is difficult terrain. But you walk across the river, you walk onto the island. On the island, you can see that there's a hollow log. I don't know if you're paying attention to anything like that, but you walk across the island, and you walk the other side where it's a bit deeper. I assume you can swim a bit? Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure, okay. <laughs> so, what's What stroke do you use, though? I mean, butterfly, obviously. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> Naturally. She steps out of the water, steps over to the mud. Now, you can see this mud is thick. And in order for you to make it through it, you need to make an acrobatics or survival check. Okay. So pick which one you want to do. I'm doing acrobatics. All right. That's a 22. Wow. You are not deterred or even slowed down much by this mud. You... Reach the flower. There is indeed a beautiful uh, lily of some kind here. And you pluck it from the mud. Uh, I'll swim back across. Okay. Keeping the lily above water as much as possible. Sure. All right. Uh, You reach the island. You step across the shallow water. And you're back on the side of the river with your friends. And you have this magical, mystical flower. The river spirit says, Well done. Please keep it as a gift and hold it as you walk up and down the river. Of course. I'm happy to help. Corgo, make a nature check. I made a low one earlier. Make a better nature check than the last one. <laughs> Please. 11? Oh, you're right. My bad. We, don't, we don't talk about that last one. I think 11 one. was the last one. Oh, oh 13. Well, it is better. Uh, it's a flower. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a flower to me. Corgo, what's in that hollow tube? That 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 trunk, tree trunk there. Can you go take a look at that? You can do something for once today. Oh, wow. Brutal. <laughs> I was going to talk to this river for a couple minutes, but fine, old man. You can talk directly. You'll be right there. Uh, river, what do we call you? Because we've been calling you Gornak for a while. Or Gornak. What's your real name? Gornak is fine. All right. So you step up to this log, this hollow log that is on this small island in the middle of the river, and you see something protruding from the hollow log. It looks like a human foot. Good gracious. Jeez. All right. Well, there's a foot in here. 
Does it match the hand? It looks like it might be attached <laughs> to the rest of a human now that you look more closely. Yeah, I'm going to toss the hand over. I'll, I'll compare. <laughs> Maybe this river spirit knows about whose body this is. There was a, there was a, one of you, one of the humanoids, who came along here and someone jammed her into this log. Oh, is the foot sticking out of dirt or is it just by itself? No, it's in the log. Someone has literally, I I assume you're looking more closely. Oh yeah, Corker's getting real close. All right. So someone has jammed a human corpse, a Kellid woman's corpse into this log. Mm. It's not just the foot. It's not just the foot. He could see the foot. Now, as he looks closely, he can see the entire body has been crammed into this log. Are they missing missing a hand? hand. Yes. Uh, You'll have to probably remove it to determine that, but you could do that. Come on, Gorgo, chop, chop. Does it look so rotten that he can't, like, if he pulled on her foot, she's not going to fall apart, right? This is just a few days old. You know, there's only one way to find out. Okay, (laughs) give me a second. Gorgo will try to retrieve the corpse. Okay. Does Pathfinder have, like, straight dexterity checks, things like that? Sure. You could. I, I just always... Default to Choose the skills, skill. but or you could do a reflex. Ah, sh- sure, do a, a reflex check. Let's just see how delicate and careful you are. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so the waterlogged corpse comes out in pieces. Yeah, yeah, it's unpleasant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's only one hand present. All right, I think we found her. The woman's face bears distinctive burn scars. Hmm. hmm, one of our houses does this. But I don't recognize her, right? I mean, I know that no. she no, doesn't look her. like she once did. Okay. This is awful. Yes, are we missing a woman at all from, from our tribe? Yeah, does her, does her garb look? I mean, I know that all, all the following's garbs are probably similar, so, I mean, can we tell? Well, the facial scars, they should identify a following, perhaps. Yeah, one of the houses does do scarring. What is our what is our tradition for dealing with uh, with body? What's our traditional burial method? Or do we do we burn corpses? Do we bury corpses? What do we do? Okay, so what your houses do the the procedure of the Broken Tusk Clan? The tradition is to excarnate the dead, laying them out for carrion feeders to strip clean. Oh, easy enough to do here. Yeah. We should do it away from the river, though. We don't want to contaminate the water any further. Yeah, is the river, like, did we finish the ritual? No, it's it's sort of waiting for you to finish uh, up with this body. Okay. There is yet more that you can do to purify the river. So Andreas will cross as well and help Corgo to uh, carry the body away from the water, you know, 50 or 60 meters or something like that. Okay. Uh, in order to lay uh, her out. Um, and he'll look at the body as well, and, you know, he, like, he'll put the hand with it, and look at the scarring, and, or are there markings that this woman might have? I would like you to make a search check. Oh, oh, no. I'm gonna hero point that, because I feel like I could do better. I rolled an eight. Eleven. That is better. That is better. Uh, it is good enough, because... There's, it's not really hidden. Just want to make sure that you notice, that you're paying attention enough to notice. There is a talisman attached to the this body's ruined hide armor. Uh, looks, uh, looks tell fancy. me about the talisman, it's a, Mike. 
It's got a symbol of a bow on it, but you don't know any more than that. It looks uh, looks valuable. Uh, Jonesy, uh, Zankath, perhaps, do you recognize this symbol? Have you seen it before? Uh, do I recognize that symbol? <laughs> you do not recognize that symbol, no. You, um, you don't even need to roll. However, I should remind you of some things. When you come upon treasure, sometimes it's a good idea to check for magic. I was going to do that later. Oh, okay. I was going to say I would do that now. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, so, Andreas will uh, pull out his censure. Uh, this uh, like a little iron cage at the end of a chain, and he will light some incense in it and then begin to uh, wave it over top of both the spear and the body uh, in an attempt to detect magic as per the spell. The talisman is magic, and as you're scanning the area around the body, the lily is also magic. Um, okay, well, check the river. You know what? You detect one other bit of magic. Assuming you're just sort of scanning the general area here while you're at it, that little splashing that you keep seeing in the water, that's also magic. Very curious. Uh, Give me about uh, 10 minutes here, folks, to uh, perform the identify magic action. And I will roll an arcana, try and figure out what this stuff is. While you're doing that, uh, the water voice, the river voice says, Please, mortals... Can you not assist me more? Uh, I'm I'm just going to start walking. Uh, I'll just be walking up and down the river here. I won't go far, and I'll come back. I'm just going to start walking up and down the river with the lily. Okay. Oh, but I guess okay. the lily needs to stay near Andreas to get... If he's going to identify it, yes. Yep. Uh, okay, scratch that last thing. Uh, yes, I assure you we will we will assist you as soon as possible. We've just got a few things to wrap up here. You're not. We're just making sure that the magic will work as intended. Tall, handsome one. You, the tall, dark, handsome fellow. Yes. No, no, the younger one. Yes. No, no, no. The beefy fellow. Yes. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) Can you help me? With what? Do you see those those poor frogs by the riverside staring sadly at the dark water? No. <laughs> Just a little a little to your north. They're by the water. Frogs. Uh, okay, I'll go I'll go look then, puddle. <laughs> Where are they at? <laughs> are they on the island with with the log? Uh no, it's actually uh, I'll ping the map. Oh, awesome. So on the water's edge, on that bit of rock protruding, there are some frogs sitting there. Do you see the mortal? Sure. Yes, you can help me. If you can catch one of the frogs and eat it, the freed spirit will assist in clearing the water. Will you do this for the sake of nature, mortal? <laughs> yeah, gladly. Let's do this. <laughs> I think this river is messing with us. Who's uh, got a sense of humor quite like you, Jonesy? I wanted to maybe check. Jonesy's a little bit suspicious of this river. Okay. Could I do like a perception to see like maybe this is something else and it's not actually a river spirit? Make a perception check or a nature check. Too late. 
I already rolled the perception check for a 14. Yep. You don't see anything unusual, except for the splashing of the water when the voice is heard. All right, Gorgo, go eat that frog. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. What do I do? I'm just going to lunge for it. Just make an attack roll to lunge for it. Cool. Let me learn how to do that. Like an unarmed strike? Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. 16. 16. So you grab a frog, the rest of the frogs dive into the water, but you slam down onto that rock and you grab a frog before it can get away. Got it. Yes, mortal, well done. Now eat the frog and release the spirit. Uh, how cute is it? Uh, it's as cute as a frog normally is. <laughs> That's a big answer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how cute you think frogs are. Some people don't like frogs. I don't know. I'll try to find the cutest frog photo ever and send it to you. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Guys, I thought we were going for the achievement. Remember what we talked about? Like, you know, don't kill any animals achievement. Probably like 0% of Steam users have that. <laughs> we can do it. Well, do you want to eat this frog or not? Hmm. I've eaten a frog before. <laughs> I feel kind of bad, though, Look at it staring at me. Aw. Are you guys judging me? Gorgo turns around. Uh, no. No, of course not. Andreas is completely busy. Just waiting <laughs> to see what you do, mostly. I mean, I gotta kill it first. I can't just eat it like this. And um, don't. Sure. I gotta cook it, too. No, you must eat it alive to release the spirit. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let's do this. <laughs> Sorry, Froggy. Are you going to eat it? Sure. Last time I ate a frog, I saw Sister Cinder. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I ate a frog, I literally saw God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you just cram that frog down your throat. And that (sighs) is not pleasant. Oh, it's a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) You see the water splashing around in in the river. And the voice says, Oh, I can see the frog spirit now. It has already begun to work. Well done. And yes, there is more that you can do. Do you have any coins? Does the river seem any cleaner after he ate the frog? No. I feel really weird. I would tell you to drink some water, but I'm not sure that would be advisable at this point in time. No, thanks. Jonesy, can you pray over the body? You know, the typical prayer you always do. Oh, yes, of course. I'll, I'll pray for you as well, because I'm pretty sure frogs carry diseases. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Why didn't you say anything before? Well, I, I was a little bit busy. I'm uh, so sorry. They can carry terrible parasites. That, yes, they can. Uh, also dis- warts, yes. Just dis- disintegrate your brain from the inside out. You didn't eat a frog, did you? Nothing Nothing is worse than a frog wart. I'm still waiting for that prayer, Jonesy. It's coming, it's coming. Has it been about ten minutes yet? Sure, let's say it's been ten minutes. You want to make that arcana check? Yeah, I got a 19. What do you want to do first, the talisman or the flower? Uh, Yeah, let's go flower, talisman, and if there's anything about the area that's magical, I would learn that hopefully too. Sure, so the flower is a mud lily. Okay. This golden flower grows amid filthy ponds or puddles, its spotless yellow petals sharply contrasting its soiled surroundings. You can pin a mud lily to your clothing or your hair to enjoy some of its magical sullying and cleaning properties. While you wear a clean mud lily, you gradually become dirty over the course of an hour. Grime and mud subtly manifest from nowhere onto your clothes, hair, skin, and all of your possessions, other than the mud lily. 
After just one hour, you appear as though you've been living in squalor for years. This filth can be washed away normally, but it inevitably returns as long as you continue to wear a clean mud lily. If you soil the mud lily with some dirt or mud, as long as you wear the flower, you instead become clean over an hour. Every day at dawn, the mud lily instantly becomes clean again. Uh, Zankat, that flower is quite curious. I think uh, you carrying it around is going to uh, transfer the mud and dirt and filth from the river uh, onto you. At which point you'll have to go, you know, clean yourself up. But I think it should clear the river out. Just you don't want to wear it much longer than that because you're just going to look like a slob. Oh, I do not want that. Okay, that's that's good to know. Thank you, Andreas. Now, do you need to make a separate check for each item? Uh, up to you, Mr. Game Master. Uh, let's reduce the rolling and just uh, skip to finding out what the um, talisman does. Love it. It is a standard item called a hunter's talisman. So this talisman is a ring of dried interwoven leaves. When an undetected enemy hits you with an attack, you can activate the hunter's bane and you sense the exact location of the attacker making it hidden from you instead of undetected. The only way to protect against that is if the attacker is behind lead. Basically, if someone attacks you, you have a better idea of where they are if they attack you from hiding. Yeah, or if they're invisible. And it says here you have to be trained in survival to use it. Is anybody trained in survival? Nope. I am. I think Corgo is, right? Got a plus seven. Wow. Well, Jonesy sounds like a good wielder. Uh, you also, you were just going to checking the area. Is that what you said? Yeah, because the um, detect magic is uh, like a zone. You notice that that movement and splashing that you see when the river spirit speaks, there's something strange about it. And as you observe it a moment longer with your detect magic, you realize that it's not due to the presence of a water spirit. It's just a minor magical effect, like someone slapping the water with an invisible mage hand. Knew it. All right, so the river spirit speaks up and it says... There's more that you can do. Do you have any coins? If each of you throws a coin in the middle of the river and wish as hard as you can for the ash to dissipate, then you wait into the water and recover your coin, then some of the ash will go away. Andreas will step up to Zankath and, like, lean down and be like, That mud lily thing, I think, I think this creature is pranking us. Oh, there's something strange about the splash of water. Do you look up and down the bank, perhaps even on the other side by that tree. Do you see anything, Zankath? Make a perception check. Well, that's not gonna do it. That's a ten total. Jonesy, do you see yeah. anything? <laughs> uh, yes, let me take a look here. Does anybody see anything? Twenty-two. Mm. Oh. There you go. All right, so you scrutinize the area now that you've been alerted that something suspicious is going on. And to your surprise, you see someone or something scrutinizing you back. What? On the island in the middle of the river, hiding among the stones and reeds, is a bird-like creature with blue feathers on its upper body and tan to orange feathers below. It has clawed hands on the leading edges of its wings, and its torso is mostly bird-like, but also slightly humanoid. The creature tilts his head at you, realizing that it has been spotted. Yes, this is what I look like, mortals. I am a spirit of the Gorlock River. And it ducks behind the rocks again. Get that vile harpy and kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Demon. 
Polko, I believe you ate a frog for absolutely no reason. Brain parasites. Don't let it speak another word. It's trying to take our money. (laughs) Uh, What is this thing? So you want to try to recognize what this thing is? Yeah. The other thing I I, I want to bring up here is that recall knowledge, even I might identify magic roll, are, are by the rules secret checks. That only the GM oh, knows the so results. Oh, so I'm supposed to do those. So if you want, okay. I mean, we've played it both ways, but if you want it to be secret, then we don't know our number and you just know, you can feed us information based on, sure. you know, misinformation or maybe critical fail and I tell you something false and you don't know that it's false. Yeah. And you look at it and you've never seen anything like this before. You guys, what is this thing? Jonesy, um, you also don't know what this is. No, sir. It's definitely a vile hobby. Andreas, you think it's not just a bird. You think there's something else funny about it, but that's probably obvious. Certainly a harpy. Corco has a has a frog in each fist as he realizes <laughs> there's a there's a bird. There's like another there. leg sticking out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, he stands up and says, You made me eat a frog. <laughs> that's great. Corco, uh. you also don't know what this is. Zankath, you want to try a nature check? Okay. I like the secret rolling. Now, Zankath, Zankath knows what this is. Woo. That's a natural one for some misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent. Well, that's an emu right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chicken. Yeah, so you know that this is a lob lobby. Lob lobby? Lob lobby. Or lob lobby? I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced. You, you do, I guess, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's some kind of fae. And it's native to rivers, and it loves to play pranks on people. They are malicious tricksters that love playing pranks, and they like those pranks even more if someone gets hurt, but they just like pranks in general. They're pretty dangerous. Oh, I recognize it. It's a lob lobby. Uh, they're fae creatures. They like to cause pranks. They want to injure people. Uh, you hear the voice say, Yeah, you're no fun. Gah! Well, at least you ate a frog. <laughs> Boy, are you stupid. Well, just hungry. Hey, did you kill this lady? Wouldn't you like to know? Ah, she wasn't much fun. Yeah, we killed her because she wasn't fun. Oh. You guys aren't fun anymore either. I guess we better kill you two. Can we? Come on, let's we, get them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they said let's? That, that, yeah. That, yeah mm-hmm. Is that plural? That was plural. Oh. And that means we're going to start a combat. So why is everybody in this place so mean? <laughs> I know, and Picano just left us here to die. Picano just left us this bird, made you see frogs, and is going to kill us. Oh, it's cute. Oh, not a fight. I'm full. I'm going to cramp. You get to roll your initiative. I guess we'll just use perception here. I got a 20. 13. Jonesy got 18. Corgo got a 25. Wow. 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 <laughs> You see this creature over on the island, and it said, let's get him. Corgo, what do you want to do? Hmm. There doesn't see anything else. Nope. But delaying is lame and very unbarbarian like He's not dumb, so he'll 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 delay his action until after the whatever first bird moves. Sorry. You wanna go after after what the bird goes? Sure. Okay. Done. Andreas, you're up next. Corgo looks to be watching you for a cue about what to do next. Corgo is? Yeah, Corgo is just looking to you to see what you want to do. Ready when you are, old man. Okay. Uh, as established by the fiction, my censure is out. 
so Andreas will begin to uh, whirl it around his head uh, as a uh, massive, uh, almost like a massive flail. Mechanically, this is my meteor hammer. Ah. So it begins to... And it's uh, trailing smoke behind it. And it begins to glow as Andreas will cast the spell Shield. All right. Still have two actions, so I'll move forward to be on the island. Uh, is the water difficult terrain? I believe it's supposed to be, but it, the map doesn't seem to be treating it that way. Uh, no, it wouldn't. I just have to it keep wouldn't. that in okay. mind. Yeah. Okay, so the water move, is supposed to be difficult terrain. I'll move uh, just across to the edge of the island, uh, sloshing through some of the water. Uh, that magical uh, shield just in front of me, and I will then use the... No, I don't have to do the raise a shield action because I cast the spell, which counts as raising a shield. My AC is plus one. Um, my last action, I will go into a special magus ability. I will enter my arcane cascade stance. This will uh, give me some extra damage if I hit after. Okay. You adopt a different combat stance. And Jonesy, what do you want to do? Jonesy will step a little bit forward just to get a better view of what's going on. We'll take a five-foot step, and I will cast Daze on this creature. All right, so it has to make a will save. Is that right? Yes. Okay, make a will save. It rolls a 21. Okay, so that's a success, but it will still take half, which I think is two. Two points of damage? Two points of damage. Okay. Oh, Daze does damage. Nice. All right. So what does it look like when you cast Daze? Um, it looks like a bright light just flashes in front of the, the creature's face momentarily. All right. Yeah, it, it draws back and tucks a head under a wing, but it's not really badly injured. Anything else you want to do this round? Nope. That's all my actions. Okay. Zancath, what do you want to do? Okay. Bear with me. Second time playing Pathfinder. Well... Not counting last time. Second time fighting a Pathfinder. Uh, okay, so uh, do I have to use one of my actions to draw my bow? Or is that a free thing? I think so. If it's not drawn already, you don't have quick draw, so. Okay. All right, so you take an action to pull out your bow. Yep, I take an action to pull out my bow. Does uh, the uh, lob- Lobby Lobby have cover from where I'm at? I don't know. I guess it might have there's that, that log there's there. There's that log in the way. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of cover. Okay. Uh, can I, like, how thick are these bushes that I'm beside? Can I move through them? You can move through them. They're not They're not going to impede your movement. Okay, then I'm going to use my second to move through the bushes just to kind of get cover behind me. And then I'm going to shoot. Okay. Shoot. Uh... It'll have a very small bonus to its AC for this shot. Okay. Ooh. And I'm not on the right screen, so I don't actually know what I just rolled. You rolled a natural one. Oh. Worst surprise ever. Hero point. Plus nine makes a ten. I do have a hero point. You do have a hero yeah, point. I might as well use it. All right, use that hero point. It, it'll go away at the end of this session anyway. Okay, that's a All twelve right. now. <laughs> the wow. arrow goes sailing past it, splashes harmlessly into the river, and the creature goes, <laughs> I'm... I remember why I was using real dice before this. Okay, <laughs> that's the end of my turn. <laughs> that's Zancath's turn. Next, the bird-like creature goes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, 
So the creature takes a few steps forward, so it uses one action to step a little bit closer to the three of you, I think. Let's let's check that distance and make sure that distance makes sense. Oh, uh, ooh, I didn't need to get I didn't need to get closer. Never mind, cancel that. Um, I didn't need to move closer like that. Let's go back where I was. I don't think I need to get closer. I think I can just say 30 feet gets everyone. Yeah. So the uh, weird bird-like creature, the Loblobby or Loblobby, we don't know, begins tidying its feathered crest and holding it up in a, a regal, proud manner. And I need Corgo and Andreas and Zankath to make will saves. It's trying to entice me. 14. That's a failure. I got a 24. That's a success. A uh, natural 20, 25. Yeah. Natural 20, does that bump it up a category so it becomes a critical success? Yep. All right. So critical success, you're unaffected. Yay. So Zankath is unaffected by this preening behavior. The success, Andreas, you are distracted by the preening and you can't take reactions until the start of your next turn. Okay. Corgo... You are fascinated, and you can't take reactions for one minute. Ooh, a cool bird. <laughs> it's a pretty bird. So, rules lawyer time. The fascinated condition. Uh, you're compelled to focus your attention on something, distracting you from whatever else is going on around you. You take a minus two status penalty to perception and skill checks. All skill checks. And you can't use actions with the concentrate trait unless they or their intended consequences are related to the subject of your fascination. You could seek and recall knowledge about the subject, but you couldn't cast a spell targeting someone else. And this condition ends if a creature uses a hostile action against you or any of your allies. Ooh. I think we should just go with what Mike said, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, and then it needs to do something else. Uh, you said that if uh, if the target takes a hostile action toward you or your allies, the fascination yeah. ends? Yeah. Ah. Well, that's a, that's a big limitation. It's going to water walk out onto the water. So it just walks across the water and uh, farther away from you over toward the uh, deeper part of the river. Uh, I mean, sure, that's one way to go. It can't really do anything else at the moment without turning off that uh, fascination. Corgo, it is your turn. Can Corgo hop across? The, so the river, the first river to the first little island is about five feet across. Can he just jump across or does he have to wade through it. You know what? Yeah, you can jump five feet, right? Everybody can jump five feet. Uh, Corgo jumps onto the island. No, don't get away, my bird friend. And he'll pull out a he'll pull out a javelin. He can fight itself, right? He's not... Yeah, you just can't concentrate on anything. What I get? 23. 23. That is a hit. Nice. Not a critical hit. That is a hit. Uh, so roll your damage. Seven, Seven damage. points of damage. Ooh, nice. Ouch. The creature squawks. Come back. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is out of the water on the southern tip of the island near Andreas, a weird water creature appears. Ah, and I was ready for you, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> you knew he was going to come out there, didn't you? I had a strange feeling. All right. So this creature emerges from the water and it waves its arms around and a bolt of acid flies from it and toward Andreas. Rude. Yep, and it's going to make an attack. Well, that's not a nice spell. Don't 
<laughs> I'm gonna die, you guys. <laughs> 3d8 is so much damage. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's the attack roll. Okay. It's a 16 to hit. Does that hit your armor class? That is a miss. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So, panicking as this bolt of acid flies toward you, you desperately roll aside and it slams into the island behind you and eats a hole into the uh, island. I think this is my first rodeo. <laughs> All right, that was uh, two actions. It's got another action. Yeah, it's gonna sink down into the water. Does it like disappear, or does it just have like cover? Uh, it it just has cover. You can now see it sort of moving around under the water. Okay, but it does effectively have cover. All right, and that brings us to the end of round one. Andreas, it is your turn. This weird water humanoid figure has emerged from the from the river it has wings of water behind it you can see them flapping under the water it's sort of leering at you yeah don't look at me with those demon eyes you <laughs> this is where uh, my class is very starved for action so i'm going to uh, first of all my shield is expired uh, so i'll take that buff off oh no um i want to do a recall knowledge about this creature. I'm going to seek some information about it. You can make an arcana or a nature check. Ooh. Arcana it is. Question. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I can't really... Uh. Just tell us, Mike. Go ahead. No, I, uh, let me... Uh, I'll just look up the recall knowledge Let's here. suppose that you get a critical success, yeah. right, on a recall knowledge. What does that do for you? A critical success means I recall knowledge accurately and gain additional information or context. A success... I gain knowledge accurately and gain a useful clue about my situation. And a critical failure is I recall incorrect or erroneous or even misleading information. Okay. And a 20 would always bump you up a category and a 1 would bump you down a category? Correct. So you are pretty sure that this is some kind of powerful demon that is probably the one that's in charge here. And it's probably manipulating this other poor creature. (sighs) I knew it. Demons out here, escaping from the world wound, perverting local nature spirits to do their bidding. You're going down. Uh, Andreas will uh, whirl his his meteor hammer above his head. It has reach, so I'm able to strike the creature from here. Cool. Uh, And it begins to glow with magical energy, and he will do a spell strike where I uh, make a melee attack and channel the effects of a spell. Takes me. This cost me two actions. That is a nine to hit. Don't have any hero points, so I am done. All right. I'm afraid that is a miss. Next, on to Jonesy. Jonesy, you can see that your friend Andreas is dueling with this weird creature in the water. Corgo is throwing javelins at this weird bird thing, and Zancath is shooting arrows at it. What do you want to do? Um, Jonesy will yell out towards Andreas. Uh, sir, look out, you've got a bunged up knee. And we'll cast Forbidding Ward on Andreas. Um, it grants him a plus one stat bonus to his AC and saving throws against the target enemies, attack spells, and other effects. I think that means I can only pick one enemy. Yeah, you pick spell. one ally and so one enemy. I am picking this uh, water demon creature. Cool. And right. then for my next action, he will pull out his scimitar. Ah, on guard. <laughs> Zancath, you can see this bird creature as it 
prances away on the water. St. Cath is going to move one uh, square north just to get a standing in bushes, basically, uh, just to get a better angle on it, on the lobby lobby. Lobby, lobe, no, on the lobe lobby. Lobe lobby. Or lob lobby. I don't know. I want an extra Y to be in there. Uh, and I'm going to shoot again. All right. And I'm going to use real dice because the <laughs> digital kind betrayed me. Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Not a natural. That is a hit. Nice. And that is, uh, so eight damage. Ooh, nice. I rolled max. Oof. Very nice. Wow. Uh, and then I'm going to shoot again, taking the multiple attack penalty. Which isn't going to hit because I rolled a two. Oh, So dear. the second shot goes wild. Hey, watch out. Zancath steps a little bit closer to get a clearer shot. One arrow goes straight into this creature and it cries out in pain. Hey, that's not funny. And then the next shot just sails wide again. It's not funny to make people eat frogs either. That's very funny. <laughs> you kidding? Everyone agrees that's funny. That is the creature's turn. The preening action is not really going to do much now. Oh, yeah, that's fun. It calls forth a powerful blast of pressurized water that goes straight at poor Corgo. What? This creature is going to TPK us. This is crazy. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Jeez. This is fine. Okay, you got lucky. Corgo, this water goes splashing past you. You duck out of the way, or you dive out of the way to the side as this wall of water goes by you, so it misses you. And you're no longer fascinated. Ah, that's something. And you're no longer fascinated. Hey, you're not as cool as you were a second ago. Was that the lobbyist that cast that? Yeah. The lobbyist? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what it's Lobby, 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 lobbyist. I like it. I like lobbyist. (laughs) It's going to use its movement, and it's going to run up to Corgo as well. I could do some melee attacks next turn. Oh, it just made a fatal mistake. Fatal mistake. Corgo, it is your turn. <laughs> hey, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, you have your javelins out, though. I have my bare hands. Don't you have beast rage, though? I do, but I don't know how to turn it on. <laughs> uh, engage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first thing I want to do. Well, that was an action, so that was one action. Now I want to. The one action, Corgo goes into a rage. Yeah, yeah. It takes it takes one action to do that. What does that look like? Um, it's 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 mostly internal, right? So it's all in his head, and but for the for the poor chicken, it just sees this the smile come cr- creep across his face <laughs> as it just stares at it. Then he says something like, "I can eat this chicken, right?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. He's not scared of it, so that was a demoralized check. Oh, dear. Okay. Now, I'm afraid the demoralized check uh, failed. A six is not high enough. Oh, you're not afraid of getting eaten. Okay, cool. Um, I will roll. So it doesn't add my... When I go into the rage, I, it doesn't add an attack. You just use your unarmed attack, and then you'll add two damage if you hit. Okay. 18 to hit. Ooh. Oh, and you hit. You punch this bird, I guess? So it should be a jaw attack. That's a D10. Ooh. Yeah, that's much better. I'm gonna really going to bite it. I'm going to bite its neck. Just roll uh, just on the dice roller then, just like a D10 plus six. Okay, 16 damage. 16 damage? Nice. Wowzers. Oh, my gosh. Nice. So 
Corgo, are you biting the creature? Is that what happens? Oh yeah, he he when he's biting, he's he tries to bite the neck too of, of creatures too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> describe your biting kill. Oh. Oh, he he just he gets it right under the its its beak area and just digs real deep into it as the creature goes limp and he just holds it in his mouth like he's one of those hunting dogs and he looks back at the others like he's so proud of himself. Do you shake your head real hard to snap its neck? Yeah, a little shake, a little shake, yeah. Good chicken. Teacher says, that wasn't funny either. And dies. That's one creature down, and now it is the water demon's turn. So this creature bubbles up out of the water in front of Andreas and says, you face... Alicia Bosa, Empress of Reeds, she who holds the wriggling dawn. You will die for that. Also, you're not very funny. <laughs> Ouch. Is that an intimidate? No, I think that's just, it's, uh, I, well, I guess it could be. Should we try and intimidate just for some flavor? Do it. Um, uh, do I have intimidate? I don't think I even have that skill Just a list charisma here. roll then if you want. Just a charisma. Uh, all right, sure. Why not? It's just going to be a flat D20 roll. Does a 15 intimidate Andreas? It matches exactly. So that's success then. So I'm frightened one. Why'd you suggest it, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fishing for hero points. You're never going to get any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I'll hand out hero points in a moment, maybe. Or I guess I should do it during combat in case you need to use them. Right? Up to you. Uh, I'm just I'm totally kidding. You don't have to give a hero point. For that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, no. Actually, I think I think I should give a hero point for the wonderful oral killing of the uh, lob lobby, and uh, I think for giving me such helpful advice, I will uh, give Andreas a hero point as well. I'm gonna go ahead and make an attack, and I only rolled a 16. Is a 16 good enough to hit your armor class? Just misses. Just misses. So the creature swings a wet, drippy arm at you and misses. All right. And that's the end of its turn. It has moved and intimidated and made an attack, and that's all it can do. And so that is back to Andreas. It is your turn. Oh, hold on a second here. Uh Uh-oh. I have Forbidding Ward from Jonesy. You do. So I actually had a plus one on that save. So I am not frightened. Nice. And I got a hero point. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, Andreas, uh, what did this creature call itself? The holder of the dawn or something? It called itself She Who Holds the Wriggling Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> you call yourself She Who Holds the Wriggling Dawn, but I am protected by the goddess Desna, holder of the dusk, defender of night and dreams. She wraps me in her embrace. And he waves his meteor hammer above his head and will cast his focus spell, Thunderous Strike. Uh-oh. Don't forget about Serenray. Jonesy, not now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, so this is just verbal components. A 15-foot cone. I make a melee strike with my weapon. Uh, and each creature within the cone will then make a fortitude save Ooh. after I do my attack. So, strike. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. That is a miss. Oh. Okay. And then, uh, so I miss, but this creature does have to uh, make a fortitude save. And the fortitude save, okay, 24. Yeah, so it rolls a 24, which saves. Okay, so it will take one point of sonic damage. Okay, water sprays out in every direction as you 
slam into it. That recharges my spell strike. Then I will make a second attack using my last two actions. Okay. This is just a plus two. Uh, come on, high roll, high roller. No. Uh, I'm going to hero point that. Oh, wow. Ah, 14. 14 is not enough. I got one point in. <laughs> <laughs> the creature doesn't seem much affected by your hammer at, at, or, or you just didn't hit it at the right spot. Jonesy, it's your turn. I'm coming, sir. Hold on. Jonesy, this thing's too crazy for me. I think Jonesy took out a scimitar because he thought he was going to fight this thing, but I think he's having second thoughts because he's an old man. So he's going to move up five feet, and from a safe distance, he's going to cast Divine Lance rather than actually running up and attacking it. So this I can do from a range distance. Basically, here I can post it. Um, it allows me to choose uh, an alignment for my deity. Um, and I believe Saren Ray is good, so I will go with good. And he just throws a, a lance made out of, um, like, fire and light. And probably misses with a 12. No. Once again, it goes sailing past. The creature didn't even notice. It's all focused on Andreas. All right, Zancath. The weird bird is no more, but Andreas is fighting this creature, this weird water demon creature. We decided that jumping across the river was possible, right? Just that little section here. Yeah, I think that's that's reasonable, especially if you've got a chance to get a running start. And that's like a five-foot jump? Yeah. Five. Well, maybe ten. a little harder for a, a little halfling, but... Do you want me to roll something? No. I mean, it, okay. you, the worst case scenario is it's just difficult terrain. Yeah. Difficult terrain, does it take up twice as much movement? How yeah. does it work in Pathfinder? Yeah, it just counts as an additional five feet. Yeah, so count that water square as an additional five feet, let's say. Uh, then I will use a second move to get the last little bit. So Zenkath has run downstream, jumped across the river, and then run straight up to this water demon. Uh, can I correct that. Can I change that? I'm going to take back the last move uh, and I'm going to shoot it with an arrow once. Uh, 17 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. Nice. Uh, she shoots in the, uh, four damage. Just slices right Four points of it. damage. Yep, so that does affect it. The arrow knocks some water out of this creature and it Hisses and says, that's not funny either. And then I'm going to sheath my bow. Oh, okay. Because I assume that's also an action. It is. Yes. You can drop it for free, though. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Corgo. Corgo will stride once towards the creature. Does it look like it's made of water, first of all? Is it like a... Just a yes. It, like, is it, it looks it just like it's made water? out of water. Oh. Well, Corgo doesn't know any better. Can he stand behind it? Is that so? It's standing on the edge of the river. Um, is it deep there, or can Corgo stand behind it? Uh, that area of the of the river is too deep to stand in. At least if you want to try to hit it. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna try something different. Maybe. I'm gonna try to grab it. Okay. All right, old man. You're gonna get him now. Thanks, Corgo. You can try to grapple. Yeah. All right, how does grappling work in Pathfinder 2E? I'm terrified of grapple oh, rules. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is against its fortitude save. Plus 10. 10 plus whatever its fortitude is, and that's a 26. 
Oh, you succeed. Yeah. No, is that a critical success? No, it's not a critical success. Oh, okay. It is so, a success. So it's flat-footed, and it can't move unless it gets away, and so that'll help everyone hit it. Furthermore, if it attempts to do a manipulate action, so like casting the somatic components of a spell, uh, it has to uh, make a DC 5 flat check or lose. What about other abilities? Uh, I'm assuming that, that it wouldn't matter. If, it's just if it has the manipulate trait. Okay. <laughs> Now's your chance, old man. Get him. And that's Corgo's turn. Anything else you want to do? That's all three of his actions. So, If you put the grabbed condition on it instead of flat-footed, it will uh, count everything. Oh, automatically impose yeah. flat-footed? Yeah. Boundary's cool. This is growing yeah. on me. Okay, it's grabbed. Wow. And it's its turn. So the weird water demon sucks in a whole bunch of air and then breathes out a cone of acid. No, don't do that. Okay, so it looks like it's only going to let me get... Yeah, it's just because we're 90 degrees from each other, so... Yeah. You're picking it's not one gonna of be us. Able to, I'm not going to be able to get more than one person, huh? Good work, Cargo. You've limited his options. <laughs> it's going to breathe acid on Andreas, so you need to make a reflex save. Oh, jeez. Don't forget your plus one. No, that's gone because you didn't sustain the spell. Oh, I forgot. Uh, okay i got a 17 17. you made it yes um yep you just made it and it doesn't say anything about half damage if it's a basic reflex save it is half oh it's okay so you're gonna take half damage five points of damage five as this acid blasts across you that is now your turn again andreas this creature is constrained by Corgo. He's doing his best to hold it still for you. Ah, this creature, it's uh, a dangerous one. Stay back so it does not blast the rest of you. And it's still flat-footed, which is important. I'm going to spend an action to recharge my spell strike, and I will hit it. This time I will hit it. You see uh, fire uh, wrapping around the chain out to the end of the meteor hammer. And I rolled a 17 to hit. That is a hit. The meteor hammer slams into the weird wet demon creature. Okay. It's going to take seven bludgeoning damage and six fire damage. Woo. Nice. Ooh. This creature is, it's reduced. There's less water to its substance now. It is, water is dribbling all over the ground around it. There's not much fight left in this creature. Anything else you want to do on your turn? I'm out of actions. Jonesy, it is your turn. Don't worry, I'll save you all. And I will, or Jonesy will, strike with another lance. Yes! 27! Nice! That is a critical hit. So double that. So that's double, so 16 damage. All right, you obliterate this creature. Water goes spraying everywhere, and there's just nothing left. It just disappears. Yes. Andreas collapses to a knee, attempting to splash water all over his acid-etched breastplate. Corco spits out a mouthful of feathers. Zankath <laughs> <laughs> will help Andreas. And we'll find out what's happening upstream in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Broken Tusk Rising. You can help the podcast by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, 
by chatting with us on Discord, and most of all, by supporting us on Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash thehouseofbob. This show is possible due to all our patrons who get special zines, one-shots, episode commentary, and other stuff for supporting the podcast. Art for this episode is by Sean Makes. Audio production and music are by me, Mike Hammock. Thanks for listening, and roll on! I, I think you might be using my voice. I don't think so. <laughs> this is Andreas's voice. <laughs> now I'm confused. Which one of you is the real Jonesy? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a stupid barbarian. <laughs> well, that's not a Ooh, nice spell. Acid arrow? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die, you guys. <laughs> We're coming up on now about an hour of actual recording, so we can go for maybe another 15 minutes. Is that okay, or is that running too late? I'm good with that. I'm fine. Sounds good. My yeah. body is ready. <laughs> Not disturbing. All right. <laughs> lobby, 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 lobbyist. I like it. I like lobbyist. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got lots of those here in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah, we do. They're also evil yep. birds. I got I got wonderful dialogue that I've I've got to use here. Um, unfortunately, it's spread across so many windows that I'll never find it. Read me the box text. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, water guy. <laughs> yeah, you got it right the first time. <laughs>